Little children, let us love, not in word or speech, but in truth and action. So we heard in today's epistle from the first letter of John. Let us love, not in what we say, but in what we do. I think it is fair to say that this has been a tough week. On Monday, BBC's Panorama programme was talking about racism in the Church of England. I don't know whether you saw it, but it was difficult to watch. Around that same time, there was the court case in the USA in which the policeman who murdered George Floyd was found guilty of murder. And then, of course, yesterday, the news from St. Stephen's. In both the Panorama programme and the George Floyd case, we see people discriminated against because of race, because of their skin colour, because they are different. We say that in the church, we welcome everyone, But how does that work in practice? Are we truly welcoming of every person, no matter what their background? The stories I have been hearing and reading about recently and the fairly random conversations I end up having in the course of my ministry have reminded me of so many things. The Magdalene laundries in Ireland run by the church for so-called fallen women with babies, the abuse that was going on there. Canada's residential school system, where First Nation children were removed from their families and put into residential settings where they were abused. Again, often run by the church. The church is welcome, or otherwise, of Christians who happen to be gay or transgender, I have been reminded of again in this last week. And then, of course, the Church of England's report about institutional racism. We say we have love, but then so often seem to do the complete opposite. It is not right, it should not happen, and it is, quite frankly, not Christian. Little children, let us love, not in word or speech, but in truth and action. In the Gospel reading, we see Jesus referring to himself as the Good Shepherd, a shepherd that has care for their sheep. Not just some of them, not just their favourites, not just those who look and act correctly, whatever that might be. Rather, every single one. Elsewhere in the Gospels, we hear Jesus speaking of the shepherd leaving the 99 sheep to go after the one who has gone astray. 
because that one who has left is loved, wanted and important. But what happens in church if there is someone who doesn't appear to fit in, who isn't exactly the same as everyone else? So often that person sees no option but to leave. And then the congregation, sadly, tragically, so often just breathes a big sigh of relief since everything can go back to normal. Is that how we are meant to be as followers of Jesus? To say we don't have issues with racism, with homophobia, with transphobia, with discrimination, with intolerance? Because those who happen to be different eventually decide to leave. Meaning, well, then there are no issues because they're not here. Everything's happy. They've done the right thing and left us. That is not right. Is that how we are meant to live as Christians? As some kind of pure-blooded organisation where everyone is identical and conforms to whatever is deemed to be normal or is encouraged to move on somewhere else? I suggest it is not. Little children, let us love, not in word or speech, but in truth and action. Of course the church calls people to repent. Of course the church calls people to turn away from sin that separate them from God and neighbour and turn rather to Jesus. We are all called so often to repentance. We cannot deny that and should not deny that. But that does not mean we should be unwelcoming of those who are different. It does not mean that we should discriminate against those who are different. Each and every human being is made in the image of God. Each and every human being is a unique individual known and loved by God. So often the church doesn't seem to communicate that fact. It may write report after report against racism, against intolerance, against discrimination. But then so often thinks, well, I've written a report, I can leave it at that. Little children, let us love, not in word or speech but in truth and action. Love is at the heart of the gospel. Love in action, love in truth, not just sound bites. Jesus speaks of himself as the good shepherd, nurturing, guiding, supporting. It is a model so often used to describe ordained ministry, that of building up each person, but could in all honesty speak about the whole of our ministry as the church of God. How do we nurture the lives and faith of fellow travellers in the faith, right from when they first start to explore what it means to find out more about this person who is Jesus? 
How do we guide each other in following Jesus as we continue our journeys of faith? How do we support each other? How do we help each and every person fulfill their potential to become the person God has created them to be? I don't just mean our friends in the congregation. I mean those we don't like, those who we are not close to, those we struggle with, those we would rather not be in the same room as because actually we are called to be the people of God to proclaim the gospel to all people in word and deed. The Good Shepherd speaks of journeying with people, getting to know people, sharing their joys, sharing their sorrows. It means being open to new possibilities of what God might be drawing us into. Since a shepherd takes the sheep to different places rather than always remaining in exactly the same place unchangeably, there is change, there is journey, there is growth. It is not good enough to say, well, people like that wouldn't fit in. It's not good enough to say we don't want their sort. It's not good enough to say we only want to do that that we've always done with those we have always done it with. David Haywood is a cartoonist on the internet known as The Naked Pastor. I've printed out some of his sheep cartoons to make the point about inclusion and welcome and they're just in front of the pulpit you may like to look at them and reflect on them later and if you're on the internet maybe even look up some of his other cartoons we are not called to say we want to embrace new possibilities while resolving to meet to remain exactly the same forever because it's about action not about words Last week we heard from Fran about some ideas, how we might reach out from this building and welcome people into the faith, into this building, into exploring what it is to be the people of God. It is risky, I admit. It means change. It means well, not knowing quite what's going to happen. But it is something we are called to do. We are not just here for the select few who already worship with us. Throughout Eastertide, we have heard readings from the Acts of the Apostles about incredible growth in the early church, growth in faith and growth in numbers. We need to show the world that God loves every single person and wants them to discover God's love for themselves. We must not put up barriers preventing that happening, barriers which cause people to think that their sort wouldn't be welcome in church. We need to reach out. We need to reach outside the walls of the church, outside those who already worship here. We need to be radical, in our welcome, hospitality, 
and inclusivity. Not just saying those things, but living them in every part of our being. Little children, let us love, not in word or speech, but in truth and action. And as we hear in the book of Revelation, behold, I make all things new. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is, he is risen. risen.